Nate's come out with another awesome tool for the swimming community. It's called Swim Nerd Live, and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart TV, phone, or other device. It has all the information you're looking for, event, heat, lane, name of swimmer, times and places. One click on any device and they're watching your swim meet live in real time. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more. Okay, Arthur Albiero, welcome to the podcast, my friend. How are you? Fantastic, man. Honored to be here with you. I've been uh, watching these for a while. So uh, about time, uh, you know, you, uh, you extended mm -hmm. a little, uh, little hand to a friend here. Exactly. Well, it's not like you haven't been getting results in, in the, for many years, but I mean, wow, what a result this past weekend where you guys won the ACC men's championship for the first time in history, right? Uh, amazing achievement, you know, Brad, you, you know, it's uh, especially when you, the perspective, right? This is my 18th season at Louisville wow. and you got to start from the beginning. You know, my first year we're, we're in Conference USA and we're in the bottom of the barrel in Conference USA and that's where we started, you know, and uh, there was uh, the support here has been amazing. That's why I'm still here, you know, 18 years and counting and, um, and just uh, we've been fortunate enough, you know, moved to the Big East, eventually came in at the bottom of the Big East, climbed our way to have a little bit of success, won it, won it a few years there and then moved to the ACC and the ACC is a bear. It was a bear to begin with. And I mean, it's, it's unbelievable the depth of the conference, uh, you know, what it takes to compete at that, at, at, at really in this league now. It's a uh, shoot, you know, you're going to have people in the, you know, in the bottom of the B final uh, qualifying for NCAAs. I mean, it's that deep. You know? So it's, mm. it's awesome. And, uh, you know, really on the men's meet, I think when you look at the numbers, uh, pretty much across the, across the board, it was the fastest ACC meet ever, you know, and yeah. really majority of events and the fact that uh, we found a way uh, to, to prevail and, and win. Uh, it was, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special moment for, for our program, for really for the history of our program. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Big deal. But listen, um, just on that point, you know, I was reading about your season itself and I, and I could tell that it wasn't a normal season. There was a lot of restrictions, a lot of cutbacks. And yet here you are telling me that it's the fastest meet in history of, of the ACC. So what's your opinion on this? Tell me, how, how did this happen? Yeah, and I think you can see, you know, paying attention to, the, to, to a couple of things. I think uh, breaststroke and fly clearly was a big shift. Uh, you know, times that in the past in the ACC, and maybe we're a little bit behind on that in 100 breast specifically, but a, a time that used to be, uh, you know, potentially squeezing the B final, I mean, didn't make it in out of uh, top 24, you know, uh, 50, 50, 64 low and you're not, not a, not a prayer, not even a prayer, you know? So you had to be shoot, you know, 51, five, he didn't get a medal, you know? Yeah. But listen there. to me, Arthur, I, I get that, but you're on a restricted season. You normally you would need a full season to get these results. So how is it in your opinion yeah. on a very restricted season that you're able to swim as fast as you are, plus all the other schools as well? Yeah. Well, I, I guess I can speak for ourselves, right? I mean, uh, um, we, I, I remember March 12th, Right. When we were told, hey, you guys are done, um, you know, pack your stuff. Um, and I remember kind of feeling like we, you know, like it, like we're in mourning, like somebody died. You know, I mean, that's that feeling of we really lost something special for us. Uh, major loss. And then uh, the following week we had we kind of had to scramble, you know, and as a staff, just kind of like pick ourselves up a little bit because we were distraught, too, for, for our kids. You know, it's one of the hardest meetings 
I've ever had to run as a head coach in all my years is to, to bring the team together to let them know that the season has been canceled. You know, I mean, that was I, I couldn't even get the words out. You know, I can be a big softy when it comes to those things. And I just I was just so distraught for the seniors, you know, and, and uh, what it meant for them. But anyhow, um, we had a meeting. We had a Zoom meeting uh, early on the first one. And uh, we just made a decision that, you know, I, my only challenge for the team was I felt like I needed to give them something. Yeah. My only challenge was, look, you know, in the midst of all this, we are going to be that team that's going to prevail and, and we're going to come out of this better. It's just a decision that we're making right here, right now. And we start with that and then we're going to work towards that in every decision, everything that comes our way. We're going to we're going to have that filter on of we're going to be that team that's going to prevail. And uh, kind of poetic, you know, I never at that moment would have thought that this you know, this is, this would have been the outcome. And uh, eventually, you know, we just battle our way. And, and, and the, the, the nature of this, Brad, you know, that's so unique. Uh, we had a number of guys that never even been to the conference before. There were juniors on the team. And, uh, you know, because we're, again, no excuses. Everybody's dealing with it. We're missing a few key guys. And we had to go to the bottom of the lineup and guys that we felt like we've been developing. And, uh, and we always talk about, you know, be ready for your turn. And man, there, there was, that was their turn. And, and they delivered, you know, I mean, a kid by the name of Jack Weaver, who is first time ever making the conference meet and comes out of nowhere, drops almost two seconds in the turn back to get in the A final, 142 flat. It's like, that's what we needed, you know, and, and guys putting in that position. Kyle Worrell, you know, as a junior, first time ever, you know, wins the C final. And uh, we didn't even know he was going to be able to score, you know, I mean, he just had a awful loss. So that was the kind of meet that we had. And, and obviously we needed our the top guys to do their job and, uh, you know, and, and Nick Albiero and Somov and, and uh, Mitchell White. I mean, these guys deliver over and over and over. And uh, so that was a full, I mean, this is truly a team effort. The divers did their job. The did their job. Others did their job. I mean, everybody had to do their part. And then, you know, and then uh, we needed to uh, find a couple points at the end. And then uh, we found them, you know. So very, again, special opportunity. But it started with that idea, I think. That, you know, I, that was the last thing I wanted to do is get excited and get fired up about the next season because we didn't even know, we didn't even know what the next day was going to look like. Mm. You know, we were shut down, no access to anything. Uh, it was bad for a while, really bad. So, you know, I think it's a power of, of belief in many ways and, and just setting, setting the, the guidance of this is where we're going. I don't know how we're going to get there yet, but that's where we're going. All right, Arthur. So listen, why this team? Why now? Why, why do you think 18 years on? Why, why did this happen this year? I mean, the, I mean there's obviously magic involved. We call, some of us call it luck. You know, some of us call it timing, whatever it is. But why do you think this team for you? Well, I think it's, you know, look, when we first got to the ACC, you know, I, and out of amazing respect for, for opponents, I mean, our, one of our goals from the beginning was to, to have a chance of winning it. You know, and, uh, and and I think it's important, right, to set those those big lofty goals. I mean, we've built Louisville Swimming for the last 18 years on that. You know, early on, we set a trajectory that, hey, we want to put kids on the national team. We want to put kids on, on the U.S. Olympic team. Mm. You know, we wanted to be, we want to be, uh, you know, in the NCAA, you know, at the time, top 15 sounded silly. Top 10 was absurd, you know, let alone, you know, getting a trophy, you know, in, in 2019 on the women is top four. So, but we set those goals early on, that vision, and I think it's been about putting people in place all along, right, to try to build towards that. Um, but it starts with the structure. You know this, Brad. It's not – it's, uh, you know, I, I stand here today and I get to talk to you, but it's – I represent, you know, an amazing coaching staff, 
mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, being with me for a long time. I mean, three of these guys are alumni of the program. They're this personal, you know, and they don't coaching is not a job is their passion is, is, this is their team of their heart, you know? So it's, it's personal. And, uh, and ultimately, uh, you know, we've been together for a long time. So I think there, there's a lot, there's a lot to be said about that. And, and um, you know, and, and it, uh, somebody put it perfectly for me, you know, I was like, it's, yeah, we won by two points, but you know what, these are two points built on top of many, many years of other points. Right. Uh, and it just culminated to this point. And, um, you know, so I, I think it was a unique moment in time. And, and again, if you go down the, li- the list a little bit and you see, you know, guys that had to step up that, you know, look, we're swimming freestyle relays with two walk-ons and two guys that came in as walk-ons. We have become amazing players, you know, from, from, from our state. And historically the state of Kentucky is known, you know, not known for, for great depth in swimming, but, you know, and uh, I think we're, we're, we're changing that, you know, putting people in position. So we just needed to believe and guys needed to get excited. And uh, again, credit to the staff, credit to, to the leadership of the team this year that, uh, they were crazy enough to believe that, um, you know, that we could just line up and compete and for a chance. You know, we, we yeah. talked all day long. You have a lane, you have a chance. That's all there is today. Let's go get a lane. Yeah. Listen, there's not many uh, people that I know, not many head coaches I know that will have their son as, as a leader of the team. And man, what an incredible job he's done over the past four years, winning the 200 Butterfly at ACC's four years in a row, your son, Nick. Um, talk to me about him a little bit, because I, I think I, I remember a story. Was Nick the, the son that was, uh, you know, had some health issues early on in his life? That was my oldest. That oh, was my oldest. oldest. Okay. Yeah, Stefan, who is now uh, 26 and soon to be married here. Um, alumni of the program, too. And, um, you know, and, and our three kids have been around swimming. You know, my wife, uh, I married way up. My wife was a, a superstar swimmer, Division Two swimmer of the year at the time. And, and uh, you know, so our kids been swimming before they were walking. You know, they, they love the pool, love the water. And, and uh, but we never experienced necessarily, we never thought, oh, they're going to be swimmers. You know, we just wanted to expose them to a lot of things. First, there's safety in the pool. Um, and then ultimately that, you know, that they, they had to love it. Uh, you, you have kids, you know how this works. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't love this thing, it's not for you. Yeah. You know, it's a, you got to love it above and beyond and you can't do it because your parents do it or because you think that's what your parents want you to do. Like it never works that way. You know, you got to love it to, to the core of who you are mm-hmm. and, and be willing and open to do the work that needs to be done, you know, and that's, that's brutal about our sport. And, uh, and, and so to, to watch Nick, you know, I, and, and he, he got pretty good, you know, he's towards the end of his high school career there. I think he ended up going like the two fly, for example. I think he went 143 right before he came on as a senior. And, uh, you know, but then to go 138, I mean, that's a that's shifting three levels there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and this. But but he's done a phenomenal job of finding that line between being, you know, the son of the coach, you know, being a son versus being an athlete on the team. You know, and understand. Took us a little bit, both of us, to a, a little bit of time to kind of learn and figure that out, how to make that dynamics work. And I think, uh, to his credit, you know, I mean, my 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 role really hasn't changed at all. He had to adjust to it, and uh, he's done a phenomenal job of really playing that role and and uh, you know absorbing and being and taking coaching and slash parenting at times. And you know, those lines can get really blurry. But um, I'm really proud of of who he is. Uh, he's a humble kid, man. I love that about him. You know, he's a humble kid. Um, doesn't talk too much. He just want to line up and, and compete and deliver for his team. And, and he's selfless. I think that's the thing that 
I, I keep watching. I'm like, man, the guy of that's done so much. I mean, you know, here's a kid that can, he's given us 18, 18, eight on the, on the short free relay. He went 41, seven, if I'm not mistaken here at the end, you know, 40 minutes after the 200 fly at the very end of the meet. And yet the guy can covers the range and it's whatever the team needs him to do. You know, this year we, we, we had a freshman that we figured, Hey, he can cover the fly leg. So we're going to move you to the short free relay. And he's like, okay, whatever it takes, you know? And so, uh, whatever helps the team. So I, I think that's that's the point really of this group. When you have one of your top leaders, you know, the guy who's delivering has that kind of heart, uh, it's contagious, you know, and then everybody takes that on if, if to, you know, selfless attitude. And uh, I think this group had that more than ever. Now, yeah. when you have a special kid like that, it's hard not to talk about them in, in team meetings or, you know, make an example of them because they're just doing the right things all the time. But then on the flip side of that, he's your son. So it must, he, there must be times where he's like, dad, you're not talking about me enough. Come on, like, well, give me some credit here, you know? 100%. And you know, I, I, I'll give credit to my oldest son, Stefan, at the time. I, I'll never forget. It was a summer league and um, both Mick and Gabby were clearly the most valuable, you know, swimmers in their, in their little summer league. Mm -hmm. uh, but in my wife was actually the coach of that summer league. And it was time to give the trophy of, you know, most valuable swimmer and, and didn't give to Nick or Gabby, you know, give it to the other kids. And I, you know, I remember we got in the car, we're driving home and, and uh, the two younger ones are a little bummed because they felt like, shoot, you know, I mean, we, we, we should, mm -hmm. should have, we should have gotten this. And I remember the oldest one just turned around and said, guys, you got to understand mom and dad's position. Like you're never going to win those things. Don't ever count on it, you know, because they're not going to give it to you. Um, you know, you just got to know that in your heart, don't worry about it. It's, it's not, don't let that be a, a thing that takes anything away from you. Mm. And that was a really early on valuable lesson. I think for both of the young ones to just say, mm. yeah, okay, I get it. You know, and, and you're right. In all fairness, probably more often than not, I, I have, I ended up sliding him a little bit and not giving him as much credit and, and, and because as the nature of the beast, but you know, we, we, we always talk about this, you know, he's freshman year, he won the 200 fly. And uh, you know, this is a perfect moment, right. Where, okay. As a, as a dad, I'm right there. I'm on the pull deck. I couldn't be more thrilled, but as a head coach working, you know, with, with number of people, I was heartbroken that somebody else in the same race just had a subpart swim. And as a coach, you're like, okay, great job. Nick won, but man, what the heck happened to this guy? And now we're going to make decisions for the relay. Like, I mean, I mean, head coach mode. Like, I got to make the decisions right here. And uh, and he called me out afterwards. He's like, hey, I, I saw the video. Like, you didn't even celebrate, you know, when I won. And I was like, wait a minute. And we had to have that conversation, like, to understand the line. Like, okay, at that moment, I'm not dead. I'm head coach, and I have responsibility, and I'm managing the team, you know. And and uh, I said, we're going to celebrate at home, man. You know, we're going to do it right at home. But but at that moment, I'm, I'm coach, you know. So, and again, to his credit, Brad, he's – He's done a phenomenal job of really finding that line and, and thriving, more importantly, thriving within that, that space. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, man, you have a incredible story yourself. I just want to touch on a little bit because you're, you're, you're an immigrant to the country, right? You know, like just, just like me. And, um, obviously you're, you're somebody that's poured into this country, but you've also been, uh, you know, given some breaks that, to put you in a position now where you're, you're now representing America at, at Olympic games and, you know, huge events like that. So in terms of just your personal story, you know, how did you, how did you get to America? Why did you decide to come to America? How did, who gave you your first break in America? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, you're taking me back a little bit. So, um, 
Um, I, you know, I, I, I came to the uh, Alabama Don Gambrill swim camp when I was 12 years old. Hmm. And my parents were crazy enough to say, you know what, sure, you, you go over there, spend, uh, we spend two weeks uh, training in Tuscaloosa and then another week traveling around, you know, all the parks, hit Orlando and Epcot Center and Disney World and all that, you know, and, and uh, it was an awesome experience. And I came back from that. I remember vividly, I had a conversation with my dad, you know, I said, dad, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to go to the U.S. You know, I want to, I want to be able to like live in the dorms, walk across the street and there's the pool. And then you cross the other street and there's the, the, the cafeteria, like everything is there and your classes are right there. Like, this is awesome. You know, this is what I want to do. And where are you and living dad, at this point in time? I'm sorry. Where are you living at that point in time? I was living in Sao Paulo, you Sao know, Paulo. and when my family and, uh, and my dad was like, that's awesome. I love it. Let's go, you know, let's work towards that. And so uh, we started working towards that a little bit and, you know, had to uh, elevate my English um, at the time. And, and um, you know, one thing led to another. And ultimately, you know, once I passed the SAT and TOEFL, then I had opportunities. But, you know, I, I was, you know, <laughs> let's just put it this way. I was mediocre swimming out of, a swimmer out of high school, right? Uh, uh, I'm talking to a legend in yourself here. It was a superstar coming into the system. You know, like I, I was just a little guy just trying to get better. I came from a super small team. It was just me and my coach going to all the national teams, you know, until uh, the last year or so I, I ended up moving and representing Minas. And uh, that was an incredible experience, you know, that that's the first taste I had of a team as part of our sport, you know. And and then, uh, you know, a, a couple of friends were going to Cal State Bakersfield at that time. And Ernie McGlisco was a well-known world-class coach and and uh, people knew that name in Brazil and like, oh, yeah, if you can go with Ernie, that'll be great. So honestly, I didn't look a whole lot of other places. Ernie, like, yep, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a spot. You can walk on. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll take it. And my dad was crazy enough to say, all right, we're going to, we're going to bank it and let's see what, what you can do. Um, you know, and, and uh, Ernie laughed at the end of my freshman year. And that was a heartbreaker. I, I loved it. I loved swimming with Ernie. I improved so much. I loved the physiology. I loved, you know, with my biomechanics teacher and my swim coach. Like it was, it was an incredible dynamic. And, I learned so much. I wanted to, to get everything I could out of earning, you know, and training. Why we do, why are we doing 10 to 100s? Not in, I'm not challenging you. I just want to understand physiologically why does 10 to 100s with this much rest versus that much rest? What about 10 100s? You know, I asked him a million questions and, uh, and he loved it too because most guys were not asking those questions, you know. And, and uh, so one thing led to another. Ernie leaves at the end of my freshman year, breaks my heart. And uh, I, I kind of get lost for a while and ended up going to Oakley University, Division Two. Um, you know, and, uh, Bakersfield won division two is my freshman year. And then my sophomore year, when I moved to Oakland, it was a battle to the wire and actually Oakland beat Bakersfield on the last day, uh, to win the title, you know? And so I had an opportunity to be, you know, and, and yes, you may say division two is different. Absolutely. But it's a winning culture, you know, and, and uh, I learned a lot there, graduated from Oakland and then had an amazing opportunity to go to Kenyon college and, uh, and work with Jim Steen, you know, the legend of Jim Steen. Uh, one of the winningest uh, coaches in, in, in NCAA swimming history, you know, and, and uh, Jim was just the guy who really challenged me. And, and uh, you know, it really wasn't so much about technique. It was about believing. It was about structuring things of our organization, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, it just kind of set me up. I always joke that I, I was going to go to grad school, uh, but instead I kind of put that up to go work for Jim Steen. I made $4,000 my first year with a wife and a kid, man. Mm. And um, mm. loved every minute of it, you know, eight equal payments of 500. That's where I started. And, <laughs> um, and somehow we made it, you know, and, 
And uh, my wife got a job at the local YMCA and, uh, and my mother-in-law at the time who lives in the area uh, basically quit her job to watch our, our little boy, you know, so that's how we started. You know, humble beginnings for sure. And, and uh, three years at Kenyon College and then a chance to go to Alabama. And, and at the time, uh, you know, I was hired to instill the Kenyon College system onto the Alabama program. And, uh, and we were having great success. Good things were moving. And, uh, you know, and, you know, the, the world of coaching and uh, the opportunity to come to Louisville and be a head coach really at age 29, uh, it was bold. You know, they normally, right, you're hiring a coach because things needed some change or things were not going well. So I walked into that, um, you know, a team that had a, I don't want to be disrespectful, but it was not a winning culture, right? And uh, they, they, there was no support. There was half a scholarship on the men's side. Uh, 3.8 on the women's side and crappy six lane, 25 yard basement pool. Um, and I, I don't know, I was crazy enough to say, you know, what? I think I can do something here. I was 29 and naive and believing that I can, I can change the world, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, little by little, I, I never, and, and full disclosure here, Brad, I never thought I would be here 18 years, let alone, you know, now a, a lifetime career here. Uh, but we just, you know, we got a little bit better and then, Maybe, you know, a few opportunities came and a couple of things kind of popped up and I was like, well, but I always felt like oh, but we're doing something special here. Like we're, we're planting, we're, we're planting the seeds of something that can be really special. And uh, let's see, let's just see what, what, what else it can take us, you know? So time flies when you're having fun and uh, the administration has been amazingly supportive and, and uh, you know, the, the, certainly the changes of conferences have played a role, you know, from conference to the to the big East was a massive change. And then into the ACC, you know, so uh, it's kind of unique when you have an opportunity, your AD brings you in and say, hey, you know, we're about to move to the Big East. We want to go win it. What do we what, what do we need to do? And at that point, we were like bottom of the barrel in Conference USA. And it was like monumental, you know, but you go to work, you know, you set the footprint and these are the things we need and staffing. And, you know, we had one assistant coach when I got here, poorly funded position. And, you know, so a lot of things had to come in in play and, you um, and we had, it wasn't pretty, you know, we had to, uh, we had to withstand the, the early days of people didn't really want my coaching the way I wanted to coach. They didn't want to, they didn't want to commit to the level that I wanted to commit, you know, mm-hmm. so that creates friction, you know, yeah. and, uh, and it's kind of awesome. Like in a day, you know, in the last couple of days, I, I've heard from so many alums, guys that at that time were not very happy with me, um, you know, because I, I made them uncomfortable. Uh, and I love that because that's good coaching. You know, I, it, my job is to make you uncomfortable. Um, and uh, guys say, man, thank you. You know, thank you. This is so awesome. Couldn't be prouder as an alum. Uh, and that's very rewarding, how heartwarming for me, you know, to say, man, we, we had a plan, we had a vision, and here we are. You know, so that's a long answer to your question, but uh, I hope that gives you a glimpse, you know. And uh, my claim of fame, before you ask me, I won the Division II NCAA title one time in a 200 IM. That's it. One. <laughs> and I have – I have a trophy to show for it, and uh, and that was awesome. You know? Oh man, it only takes one time to be a winner. That's that's all you need. <laughs> that's good. But listen, well, you know, you've won, you've won this one. So here's the question: I kind of asked Ray Lose this when I had him on um, just recently too, because uh, I see his program in, in a very similar situation to you. You know, you you're both doing great things and and having great success. You've got great um, you know people around you. But how do you finally answer the big question of how do we take down the juggernaut? How do we take down Cal and Texas? Because these two have had a stranglehold, you know, for the past eight, 10 years on, on the NCA type level of swimming, you know, the, the, the top. Um, so is there a way that, 
you know, you guys can compete with them now that you feel like you have a team that can compete? Man, I, um, depends who's going to watch this answer, right? I can give it to you in different ways. But um, first of all, you know, I think you have, um, you know, as you all know, swimming is um, it's very culture driven, right? And, and, and really, at the end of the day, you need good chicken to make chicken salad, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, that's all there is to it. So, um, you know, and, and, and I take nothing away from, from what, you know, Texas and Kyle and, and Eddie and, and, and Dave have done and, and continue to do and will continue to do. You know, I think uh, they, they, they got it rolling. And, uh, and, and as a fan of the sport, I, you know, I, I clap and I admire it and I love it, you know. And, and I think for us, I, I don't even know how to answer that question because for us, it has to be about how do we continue to get better in what we do. Right. And, and uh, I, I think I look back at the early days of, you know, how we as a program, how, how does Louisville swimming, how can we close the gap on, you know, being top 25 when that was absurd? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, we didn't even post the NCAA cut because nobody was even close. You know, we had one kid that actually had a cut. The Big East used to have cuts. And we had one kid that actually had a cut to compete at the Big East championships. Like, so that's where we started. So it, it it had to be about the same, but, and even where we are right now, it, it's still about the same, honestly, like we, we have to continue to get better. Right. And, and, and the reality for us, it's a, it's a story of development. You know, it's finding guys that are, you know, 21, one out of high school in the free in the 53 and guys that are now going 19, four. Right. I mean, that's, that's different, you know, um, and I, and putting people in that position and creating that culture. And that's really, that's how we've done it. You know, we've done it with, just people being crazy enough to believe they could get better, not by a little bit, by a lot and shifting. You know, I mean, we could talk about Kelsey Warrow or, or, um, you know, uh, Mallory Comerford or Zach Harding, who are now, you know, national team members, but they were not superstars at a high school. They were not super top recruits, you know, Mallory was a 147 freestyler at a high school, you know, and she finished her career with a 139.8, you know, mm -hmm. uh, tying coming from behind a tie, Katie Ledecky. You know, I mean, amazing opportunity. She did hold the, the American record in the 100 free long course for five days before Simone broke it back at, uh, you know, 2017 Worlds leading off the relay. So, you know, like, again, Mallory's best time in 100 free was, you know, 57.3 uh, to, to her best 52, I think 52.59, if I'm not mistaken, right? So we're going to continue to do that, Brad. That's, that's the, you know, that's what we do best. We got to find the people that are, that want that, that want to work for that. And honestly, you have to have the, the skills for that. You know, so yeah. uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, a it's, a for, for us, it's personal, the way we coach, you know, it's a family style, certainly with my kids being involved, but, but even the staff, I mean, these guys are part of my family. Um, and, and I think it's an environment where, uh, you know, where you can be yourself and you can grow, uh, and you can be as good as you really, really want to be. The tools are here. I think it's proven now. You know, we, we have a, a pretty cool streak. You know, I don't know if you know this. For eight years running, of course, 2020, we didn't have one. But eight years running, we've had NCAA champions every single year. You now, starting with Carlos Almeida, 2012, and the 200 breast. And then the Luca out, out of lane one in Indianapolis and 200 free. You know, and then the following year, the Luca wins, beat Terry Guinea. And, you know, those guys are great friends. And challenge each other and uh, beat Cherry getting to win the 100 free and repeats the 200. And the following year is Kelsey Stern, breaks the American record. You know, the following year does it again, break it again. And, and then comes Mallory and Mallory win, you know, uh, 200 free as 
no, junior, uh, sophomore, junior, and then wins the 102 in, in, in the senior year. So we, again, putting people in position to be successful, I think that's what we've done best. And, and uh, you know, uh, it's there's a lot of passion in our program. You know, we always talk about Louisville swimming is not about arms and legs, man. It's about heart. And, uh, and, and we're pretty brutally honest in the recruiting process. And if somebody's looking for just the cushy, the bright lights, uh, I don't know. We, we're just a blue-collar blue team, and we go to work, and, man, we do some crazy things, and uh, I think the results show that. Well, listen, man, you don't have to prove anything to me. I think you're a phenomenal coach. You're, you're, you've been killing it year after year, and obviously the program is in, in the, you know, showing that um, climb, and, and it's not going to be long until you, you, you hoist that big trophy over your head, man. I can feel that it's coming very soon. But listen, um, you know, what? I've had a couple of your swimmers on. Mallory, uh, you mentioned her. Um, Jao, DeLuca, uh, you know, so they mentioned this set. They, you know, I asked them what's the hardest set they've ever been given. And both of them said the same set. They said this, this, this 2150s long course where they have to go their short course goal time. Is Talk to me about this set a little bit. Where did it come from and what's the method behind it? You know, we, we you know, training camp, I feel like it's certainly, there, there's a physiology component and I have a master's in physiology, so I tend to have that filter, you know, and I, I've used this example early on. I think I, I was more on the, on the academic theoretical side and as the years have gone now, on my 25th year of coaching, like there's, I'm way more on the art side, right? Of watching and, uh, you know, those stories that you hear about Dave Marsh that shows up on deck and looks around and come up with Eddie, right? That's what these guys are. They're geniuses, right? They, they yeah. just they feel, they feel the moment and then they know what to, what to provide, right? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I'm far from that, but certainly a little bit closer to that now more than anything, you know, to be able to watch and respond, um, you know, I think that said it was just, you know, what can we do to really challenge people uh, on an emotional level, right? Because yes, physical, there's certainly, there's a massive physical component, but the biggest component there is, is the, is the, is the, the emotional battle that you have to fight within yourself, especially, you know, that's normally a set that we do towards the end of camp and uh, you're already coming in, you know, with, with a, with a little bit of fatigue and now you have to battle the set and it's long course. And once they go south, they go south, you know, and you have to <laughs> battle and, and find a way, you know? And so I think it was really more of a function of how can we challenge people? What can we give, you know, uh, kind of a target to, to really, to really force people out of their comfort zone. I go, again, I go back to that. I think as a coach, I, I feel a sense of responsibility that, you know, my job is to, to help you get out of your comfort zone and then get comfortable there. And then that way, then we can expand it again. You know, I, I always think of it as you start with this little bubble around you and early on, you can see that with our freshmen, like they're just not very comfortable with a whole lot. They kind of stuck on this bubble. And as time goes on, they, they expand that bubble. It's like, Oh, okay. I, I can, I can do this. I can be comfortable here. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that's part of what that set comes from is to really rip that bubble and, and help them uh, be uncomfortable a little bit. So tell me this set exactly the way you write it, the way you explain it, and then tell me the person that's done the best you've ever seen at it. You know, the, how you judge the quality of the set is, is different because it's not just about making the target. I think the winner of the set, right? Because so the, the set's like this. It's basically we do, it's 10 150s, and we have specific target times for each person, right? And that's a combination based on, you know, in some cases, if you've been in the program, there's a little bit of history. If you made them all the year before, uh, you know, holding 139s, then, I, you know, we're going to go to 137s, right? Uh, the target just moves. So there's that. So we do the first 10, 
uh, you know, do a quick kind of reorganizing, a little pep talk, and then the next 10. And then at the end of 20, if you're 20 for 20, you're done. If not, we do another 10, mm-hmm. right? And if depending on the pool availability, we've, we've gone as high, I think we've done as many as 37 one year. Um, it was nuts, you know? Um, but it was one of those things. We had the pool that day and it worked out. Uh, but like, I felt like this person was battling with themselves, like, and they came out a winner out of that set. So to me, how you measure the success of the set is not so much whether you went 20 for 20. Sometimes if you went 20 for 20, it's almost like, ah, we did a poor job putting a target for you. That was too easy. You know, uh, we wanted to create something that's bigger than that. And, and, um, you know, and, and it's a mindset to me, the winner of the set is the person that can manage the emotion of the moment and just have the ability to say, okay, next, right? Next, next, next. And refocus really quickly. All right. Good, good stuff. man. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Now I want to, I want to just touch on uh, two more topics. Uh, they're, they're the same thing, but they're two different things. Okay. So first is that flag behind you. I want to talk about what, what does that mean to you to represent uh, the U S now? Um, you know, when I got a phone call from Frank Bush in 2015, um, basically inviting me to be part of the staff for Pan American Games. Um, it, it's emotional, man. It's like, wow. Um, you know, as, as a fan of swimming, you know, of course, I grew up, you know, my, my idols early on in Brazil, Ricardo Prado, you know, uh, Gustavo Borges was about my age, but certainly a guy that, I, you know, just enjoy so much and in, in seeing the success, um, you know, swimming in the U.S. is the, is the, is the standard, you know. And USA Swimming historically for now, you know, decades upon decades has been the center of excellence worldwide. So um, to be part of this was amazing. And then that day you get that phone call. I mean, I, I, I didn't know what to do, man. I, I just I, I just remember like I needed to share that with somebody. And, and Frank was like, well, you know, you, you want to check with your wife and, you know, make sure you're with your team, with your AD, make sure it's going to work for you. I was like, Frank. I, I, you tell me when and where and I'll be there, you know, and uh, what an honor, you know, what an amazing honor. And uh, that was an incredible experience, you know, to, to be, and I shared this story before. And actually at the time, um, you know, we were doing uh, each day before a Pan Am session, each coach was kind of running a, a little meeting before the session. And, uh, and, and the coaches asked me to talk about that, that experience. Cause I shared that with the coaches, like, Oh, you got to bring that to the team. And that's, when you walk in on deck, you know, and I've gone to a lot of international competitions, right? Since 2007, I haven't missed a world championship. And I've, I've, wear, I've, I've worn all sorts of different colors of shirts, right? And I, I just want to get there. I don't care what shirt I wear um, and uh, be there to support, you know, support my, you know, our people. And, and, and I love, I just love that environment, right? High level competition. And um, when you walk onto the pool deck wearing Team USA, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. There's a level of respect and appreciation, right? And, and I remember walking on deck at Pan Ams and I was like, I'm the same guy. I know these people. I know all the other people, but they looked at me. I felt like they looked at me differently, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that as a, as a country, we've earned. We've earned the respect, um, you know, and, and that's something that we got to earn every time. You know, everybody knows it's not free and you got to do it again and again and again. So amazing opportunity, you know, and then and then, uh, you know, 2018, uh, I was invited to be the, the head coach for Pan Pax. And, man, that's um, that's another one of those moments that's like, you know, on one hand, I was emotional and, and thrilled 
on the other hand, I'm nervous because like this is massive responsibility, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, but but just an incredible honor, you know, and, and I'm just so grateful, you know, of everything that I've learned. And I think it's helped me significantly, right, to bring a lot of things I've learned in the national team to bring to our program here. And and we run a world class program based on, you know, the things we've learned at the national level. I mean, it's the, the things that the national team is doing are the things that we're doing here, you know, and, and certainly trying to emulate as much as possible. So uh, I think it's uh, it's not rocket science, really. It's just, you know, it's just borrowing from the best. That's what yeah. that is. Well, the other, the other thing I wanted to talk about is I, I was on the I was, first time I represented Brazil was in 2007 in, in Melbourne at the World Championships. And I, I've gone on to represent Brazil at a couple of Olympics and, and many other championships. So I've been very intimately involved with the Brazilian national team. And I can tell you there's, there's one thing that they're missing. Do you know what I know what that is? I, you know, they've asked me that same question and uh, I, you know, I'm afraid it's a, it's a bit of a list, but yeah, there's what, a long list, but you know what the one thing they're missing is you, my friend, why aren't you, why aren't you the head coach of Brazil? I mean, come on. I mean, if there's anybody that has proven over a long period of time on, first of all, how to get swimmers to swim fast, but then also how to build a team. They're really missing how they're, they're missing team. They're not missing nationalism that they love their country. I mean, there, there's no more people that are passionate, more passionate than the Brazilian swimmers and the Brazilian people and the Brazilian fans. I mean, it's a beautiful country, but what they're lacking is direction. They're lacking leadership. And, and I'm going to call them out. I'm going to say it how it is. I don't care. They're lacking leadership, my friend. And you are an exceptional leader. Why are you not the head coach of Brazil? Well, Brad, you're very kind. Um, I appreciate the kind words. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I certainly I, I'm I love the idea of, of Brazil being successful. You know, I mean, I, I know those kids on the team and uh, it's it's I, I certainly cheer for them, you know, and uh and, and, you know, I, I think it's one of those things you, you, you got to be where your feet are, right? And uh, I think for me, uh, this is where I am right here right now, and I'm pouring everything I have on this group, right? Honestly, I don't spend a whole lot of time, um, you know, because I have no control on so many other things. So I, I'm just trying to do the best that I can with what I got, right? It's, it's been our theme for the year, right? Do what you can with what you got where you are. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I've lived my life that way, you know? And uh, I'm just looking forward, looking ahead, grateful. I think that's, that's one of the things I always tell my team. I challenge them, you know, it's like there's, there's got to be a moment. And, and I've done this. I, I put it at the end of the practice, especially this year. But I've done this before. But this year, every practice, we always finish where there's some kind of warm down. But I, I, it's not 200 warm down. It's not 300 warm down. It's, it's a 300 gratitude swim. And, and I want them to leave the practice where, like, man, I'm grateful I got to do this today. Right? I, I want a moment of appreciation. That's the way I've lived my life. You know, I, I've been I've been very fortunate in so many ways with um, amazing opportunities and, and really gifts, you know, and uh, I feel very blessed. And, and uh, you know, I, the whole thing, you know, you asked me, how, how did your whole story of it ended up in the U.S.? And really, my story of how it ended up in Louisville is really, it's, it's a God thing. I, I You know, I, I, that was my prayer at that time. Please, God, put a sign, a neon sign in my yard so I don't miss, right, where am I supposed to be next? And uh, in Louisville was never in my radar at that time and uh you know here we are 18 years later and an amazing opportunity but that's a lot to be said about when you're in the right place and you know it, it's it's it, you, you can flourish you know and uh, i i certainly feel that way for me and my family we're very grateful it has been a, a fantastic place to raise a family to build a program and uh they love sports around here man it's a crazy city uh the support for the university is second to none and 
you know, so I, I love, I love what we're doing here. And, uh, these guys were crazy enough to, uh, offer me a lifetime contract, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So we're, we're going to keep doing this and, um, you know, see how far we can take it in part of the process. Well, uh, you deserve that lifetime contract. I'm going to hold up another neon sign. Give me 10 seconds. I'm going to hold up a neon sign for you. Wait uh-oh. A- <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I going? Where am I? Oh man. I can't find it. <laughs> what an idiot. It's around here somewhere. I have my I have my Brazilian Olympic t-shirt, <laughs> man. I was gonna hold it up. It's neon actually. I was like, yeah, we're gonna get oh, you. Man. We're gonna get you on this team. But anyway, listen. No, man. Um, they, hey, listen, they got they got great people involved. You know, I, I know all those coaches. I mean, they they are passionate, they love it. I, I think the club structure certainly sometimes is, is limiting to this idea of building team. But I, I can tell you, I know from, from, a, from experience, I know Minas and, and Coach Sergio, the amazing job he does in building a team. I mean, I think you have great leaders there. You know, it's yeah, certainly yeah. Albertino already there. has some amazing experience. So I think we have the guys in place. You know, I think it, it's a, there's a few more things behind the scenes that can, that can play that role for them. But, uh, you yeah, know, Gonzalo yeah. on the women's side, I mean, these guys, I mean, just amazing people. You know, no, there so are a lot, I, of, I, a lot I, of great I, coaches, I, 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 no doubt. Look, they're good people, but they're certainly missing uh, a, a team aspect that you've built at Louisville. You've got those kids clicking. Um, everything's working well, man. I'm very happy for you. Um, just give us your give us your recruiting self, you know, last <laughs> last couple of minutes. Why why would people pick Louisville other than the fact that you can swim fast and win championships? What, what else does Louisville have to offer? You know, I, I, you know it, it's been a bit of an internal struggle for us, right? Because in the world of social media, um we've all had to adapt and adjust i think i think the challenge with that is you 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 fall without being disrespectful i think unfortunately that especially with the younger younger recruiting i think it's become a very gullible uh process right where the you know man if it's in there if it's on the internet it must be true yeah. And I, and I just, I, I, you know, I, I guess I'm a little bit old school when it comes to that. Like, yeah, that social media is fine, but man, social media cannot define you. Um, you know, to me, it's, to me, I, I always challenge people like, do your homework, you know, do your homework. What, what, what programs in the country have truly consistently developed people, not just, yes, yeah, swimming, we're talking about swimming, but, but developing people. And I think of that, I think swimming becomes the, the, the ultimate, you know, it, it's kind of the, the, what happens last last mm-hmm. right we help you grow as a young man as a young lady we help you do great in school and, and provide you the resources for you to be successful setting yourself professionally right but you got to be right with yourself first be be who you are and then swimming is just becomes inevitable right swimming fast in my mind mm-hmm. it's it's an inevitable consequence of that growth process so um you know i had a parent tell me not too long ago man i love the holistic approach i, I guess that's what it is you know we want to help people grow all around and it's not just about rah, 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 let's just swim fast. It's just, no, let's let's help you really have a foundation, you know, because sooner or later, you know, this thing is over, right? Swimming is over and, and what do you have left, right? And, and uh, you know, a trophy is nice, a, a banner on the wall is nice, but that that's not going to do it for you in the long run of life, right? So we want to help people win the game of life. That's that's what we've done best. And, and um, but there's a level of maturity and, and you know, and if you're going to be caught up on, Oh man, this locker room has, you know, this, uh, you know, turning chairs and this and that, like, okay, awesome. Is that going to help you swim fast? Maybe, 
right? So to me, to me is, uh, and I, you know, I got a compliment. And I, I guess it's a compliment, you know, like that uh, one of my uh, uh, former athletic directors was like, man, you guys have done most with less, right? And, 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 I, and I, I understand that and I appreciate that because early on, I, the structure that we had was nowhere to be found. So we had to kind of build, we had to build the program first and then the structure kind of came along with it. Uh, we had to show that we could do that. So, you know, we want people who are hungry, man, who are humble, who are, who are crazy enough to believe they can come and, and uh, you know, and go make a national team. Doesn't matter where you start, you know, it's the recruiting rankings. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you for coming. Like that doesn't tell me anything. I want to know who's got heart, who wants to, you know, really put it on the line, be a team player and, and, and really add to the organization, right? I think a lot of people are looking for, hey, what can I get out of this? We're looking for people who are going to come in, like, what can I add to this, right? And in that process of giving, guess what happens, man? You you win. You win. And uh, you you receive more than anything, you know, by giving, you're receiving. So, uh, you know, there's a personality that fits us. And uh, and that's really what the recruiting process is about. And it goes back to your question earlier, you know, how do we, how we dethrone some of those guys? Um, it's a continuation. Certainly, we've proven that we can develop. We just, it's, it's finding the people that are going to say, you know, I want to break the mode a little bit. You know, I want to be that guy that's going to go to Louisville and help Louisville win a national title, right? Yeah, man, yeah. that's bold. That's bold, but I love it. Right? I love it. Yeah. So, finding people that, uh, again, they're going to be bold in who they are and their personality to to stand up and say, "Hey, I want to do something different. I want to break the mold. I don't want to just follow everybody." To again, no disrespect whatsoever, right? I mean, there's a reason why those guys have been successful, and I'm the first one to clap and and uh, you know appreciate what they have done for our sport. Uh, but ultimately for us, it's like, you know, who, who is the guy who's going to be willing, you know, the, the young lady who's going to be willing to say, I want to make a difference truly, right. And change, have an impact on this program and, 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 and raise a trophy, right. Ask, ask Mallory Comerford, you know, I mean, what was like for you, Mallory, to stand up on the trophy, on the podium and raise a trophy, right. We are fourth at NCAs, man, it, it, you know, she can tell you, right. And, and uh, what it meant for her and what a difference she made forever in this community, Kelsey, right? Kelsey World. Um, you know, so to me, it's, it's putting people in position. And now that you add to that story, not only, you know, Zach Harding, now you add Nick Albiero for a guy who's made a difference in the program, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but, uh, you know, again, for us, Brad, it's, uh, it's, it's really about us and about how we continue to get better. And that quest starts again with my administration, my AD, who was, you know, here this morning, we had a celebration and I mean, we had a splash off celebration is on social media and Man, it was fun. You know, the AD, the team doctors, the nutritionists, you know, the, everybody came in, the strength staff. I mean, and we jumped in the pool together as a full-on celebration. I mean, awesome. Awesome for our program, for our community, and for our university. Well, listen, man, I know you're running a family program. I can tell you this from knowing you for many years. You're a hardworking guy. You're a, you're a caring coach. You're smart. You're innovative. You're putting good people around you. Um, you have a great staff. So listen, congratulations. You've earned it. And let's uh, give them a, a run for their money in a few weeks. All right. <laughs> hey, man, we wish them well. And, uh, you know, we're, hey, we're going to go with the same thing, Brett. If we have a lane, we have a chance. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it, man. Well, listen, good luck. Uh, thanks, Arthur. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great honor. Thank you. Bye.